the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, and your calls at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Waiting for Trace. I don't know where he went. He was up here. He's going to talk about the tomato varieties that we have here. <laughs> so we'll, we'll wait a second until he comes up. But we got a lot of good stuff here at the nursery. Did you check that Sunisa out as you went out there? Yes, I did. Could you see the one that was blooming? Yeah, it was very pretty. It was, And that was the uh, Silverado, you said? Yeah, Silverado, or Trace came up with another name. But it was Silverado They're was blooming in my original. Yeah. And I'm seeing them all around town, so we must have some rain on the way because they are gorgeous. I'm not giving up. <laughs> Sunisa have not let me down yet. <laughs> yeah. All right. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. And outside of San Antonio, toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Here comes Trace. He's coming up. So give us a call. Be a part of the show. We forgot to mention Calvin's article in yesterday's paper. Oh, we are so busy. Yeah. It's got a pretty hummingbird uh, on the front with uh, that Calvin and I decided is not a local species, right? Yeah, well, and then you... And then if you look at the the uh, the uh, credit on under the picture, it said it uh, was taken by somebody at the San Francisco Chronicle. So uh, I guess that's... Uh, one of the western birds. Yeah, it? western birds. I meant to check which one it was. I don't know if it's on our... There's so many... That's one of the fascinating things about hummingbirds. There's so many varieties and yeah. color variations and everything. They're exciting. But it, they, you, if we, that's the natural color, that's not a very pretty hummingbird. Well... I don't know about the... You know, it could could be whether red is right. Well, it depends on uh, a hummingbird like that. It depends on how the s- sun is reflecting on yeah, it, whether it's a male true. or a female. Um, yeah, and, and some of them are some of them are plainer than others. But um, I noticed that ruby-throated uh, hummingbird that we have here. Some because some pass through here. Uh, we were doing TV on that, and that that thing was. Uh, that hummingbird was hovering, and he would turn a certain way, 
and you couldn't see the the red. And then, you, and then we cut turn back, and you the red would just yeah. knock you down. Well, it's hard to tell the difference between those two, black throated and ruby throated. Yeah. On some times, now the rufous is pretty relatively easy because they're so small, small, and then they've got the, you know, if they if they're flying around or moving in the light, you can see that the uh, that rufous color on tops and bottoms and everything. So they. Relatively easy to identify. Yeah, I was. Uh, I I I get excited when I see a ruby throated down here, and uh, I was up in East Texas at, at a hummingbird feeder up around Nacogdoches. I was in Nacogdoches, and uh, all of those were ruby throated. I couldn't couldn't believe it. Well, if you well, yeah, if you're uh, east of uh, San Antonio. That's it. I mean, <laughs> you know, the Mississippi River. Yeah. Everything east is all ruby throats. Yeah. They're pretty. Yeah. Uh, Calvin gives some hints in his article yesterday, Section C, about uh, cleaning out the hummingbird uh, uh, feeder. He said, uh, uh, he talks about his favorite brands are our best one feeders in uh, they manufactured in so Poti. We used to we used to when I judged the strawberry contest down there, they would always uh, the manufacturers or the people that did it. I think it's a mom and pop operation. It's a it's a local organization yeah they're, they're and they would always they would always furnish uh feeders yeah. to the judges oh as, a, as a as a i remember a story about them i think they, they used uh iv bottles that they'd get from the hospital when they first is that right when they first started yep. <laughs> yeah, we, we, uh, we've got hummingbird uh feeders here too don't we uh we we do uh, i don't think i have any of that brand in stock at the moment but uh we do have hummingbird feeders what do you you know what you want they can be pretty fancy. They can be works of art, but uh, you want them so that they can be cleaned out easy yeah. and refilled easy. So don't yeah, uh, watch your creative instincts and, and uh, remind yourself that you've got to take care of those things. Now some people are re- well, a lot of folks are recommending now that you uh, r- rinse them out and refill them every three days. Oh. But I, I, I've, I've been doing. I read that about you said rinse feeder every week. Yeah, and I've only I've done it every week for fifty years, and I, <laughs> I don't think they've been harmed by. Uh, it just you get it. Uh, hummingbirds. There's a there's not actually there's not not a lot of research on them. You know, there's just been a lot of no. con- conclusions drawn. <laughs> you know, basically, you know the the. Yeah, the 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 uh, coloring, you know, the mm-hmm. color, the coloring went from being unnecessary to being harmful to them. <laughs> but if you ask them, well, where's the research? There's no research. It's just you know the answer is oh, it's it's hard to collect uh, yeah, specimens lo- of uh, a hummingbird yeah. urine. It's logical. <laughs> To see if their kidneys are working right. I can see you out there with a thimble. Uh, <laughs> Come here, buddy. Come here. But, Take but, this thimble over to that tree over there. Yeah. The, uh, uh, but we do have a great, uh, it's great 
here in San Antonio, we get really easy to get hummingbirds to come to your landscape. Oh, yeah. We've uh, uh, talked about the plants, too. That we we always have them running around here. Yeah, uh, yeah. you do. Fire, fire bush uh, in a container on the... Pentas on a container in the shade. In the Porterweed. Yeah, Porterweed is a, is a great one. Uh, they've moved our hummingbird attractor Porterweed over there. That red one. Still got plenty of red ones, Porterweed. And I, I noticed you got a, as I walked up from the back, you got an abundance of uh, tropical uh, milkweed. We do. Back there in that. Yeah, we do. Uh, we also have, uh, and I, I'll, we talked about it a little bit uh, a few weeks ago when y'all were eating them. We got in those. Uh, oh, yeah. the Vic- Those grapes that are in our, our uh, certified bus. Victoria, right yeah. yeah. Victoria Red. You want to talk a little bit? They about? were good. Well, that was they a were Texas good. superstar. Yeah, was it last year or year yeah, before? Yeah, uh, year um, before I think. As uh, y'all can testify, they taste pretty good. Yeah, they do. They're really good. Um, so, how many do you have? I, I don't think you could. Uh, we only got in nine. Okay, so is that one that if folks want them, they should call uh, in? Oh yeah, they definitely need to. <laughs> All right, so if you want one of the Victoria Red, how big are they? They're on a trellis. They're probably oh, wow. four footish. On a, okay. On a little trellis. Oh, good. Vines on it. A couple of them actually had grapes on them when they came in. I don't. I don't know if they still do. <laughs> the employees might have uh, yeah. responded with them. <laughs> keep, um, keep, in, keep in mind now that uh, grapes need a lot of space. Yeah. Full sun. Uh, if you want to, you know, if you want to take advantage of the, of the right, and the, the, the one of the advantages of this one is that uh, uh, we expect it to be resistant to the. The pests and the diseases and yeah, things that, pierces uh, disease. that uh, threaten everything else. So you might end up with a good crop. I don't know what happened to our... We had a big pile of them here. I don't know. No. Yeah, where they <laughs> ended up. I, I ate a couple. I ate some, too. <laughs> I, I ate, ate a, a few, few, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, anyway, it's a good grape. Yeah, and so if you want one with nine, and these are hard to get. Is that right? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Probably the last nine for the year. Wow. Okay. You can call the nursery at 210-497-3760, 210-497-3760, and they'll put aside those uh, for you while supplies last. Yeah, we've given wood to several of nurseries that are supposed to uh, uh, increase them, but uh, they're Texas nurseries. I don't know if Womack uh, seed... Well, my Deleon has them or not? Sure, yeah. I, I think they do. Um, and there's lots of information on PlantAnswers.com on how to raise grapes. You got lots of choices. Oh yeah. And uh, but they are, you know, there. It's a different kind of a cultural practice than a lot of things we're used to. Yeah, but uh, uh, doctors, I think they got videos of. Uh, that Dr. Stein and uh, Julian Sauls, uh, a citrus expert, uh, retired now, uh, put together years ago. On plant answers? Yeah, pictures. Well, it's a link to Aggie Horticulture okay. College Station. It would be on the fruit, Milton. Okay, I'm going to go look. <laughs> and, uh, but anyway, that's a good one to try. We've Again, we've had problems with birds and uh, and human varmints getting our because uh, we have we have a picture. I, I guess it, it's probably on the write up of a cluster 
of uh, of Victoria Red, and the cluster is impressively long. I mean, it's it's a beautiful hanging grape. But uh, every time we've tried to get a ripe, you know, pictures of the ripe grapes ripe in that, it never makes it uh, the, between the birds and the two-legged varmints. Uh, we almost had it one year, but uh, we waited a little bit late. You know, it surprises me, uh, though, the bird species that uh, seems to be most aggressive around grapes is cardinals. Yeah. Yeah. Mockingbirds are up there, too, but uh, cardinals you don't think of as... uh, Yeah, uh, fruit eaters. Yeah. But, boy, they're just ripping those grapes apart. They can't Uh. eat them whole, but they (laughs) pull them apart and... uh, so it's kind of fun to have them. Can you protect them? Yeah, yeah. We put bird netting around them. Okay, that doesn't help you with a two-legged varmint. No, but that—that's what we were doing. We had bird netting around this these clusters. Was that your the two-legged varieties? Were they at your uh, research? Yeah, facility. Yeah. yeah, they were. They were cleaning up over yeah. there. The only, only satisfaction I got was they they ate them all. Whoever was they ate them all, and they missed work the next day because mm. they were um, re, reaping the rewards or the benefit, the, uh, yeah. the problems with uh, eating large clusters of grapes. Uh, raccoons. Yeah, raccoons will really go, like and they'll get in that bird netting, too. Yeah, they might even unfold that bird netting. Yeah. Plan. They won't put it back, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that well, just shows that they're good to eat. Yeah, and so we've got them here at the nursery, and we have nine. Um, do you want to get the price and they're stuff? They're $39.99. with uh, Arbor. Includes a trellis. A little trellis. Trellis included. And then how big is the? Uh, the overall, they're probably about four feet. Okay, cool. Not, not including the pot. All right, so uh, if you want one, uh, don't wait on this one. Uh, call 210-497-3760. What else is going on? We got tomatoes here. We do have tomatoes. Yeah, lots of good varieties. Yep, great selection of uh, summer color. And uh, most of that's on special. Uh, Four-inch pots of, like, Vinco, Purslane, Zinnias, and... Uh, is that it? Yeah, Portugal, yeah. Purslane, Vinca, and Zinnias, yes. Uh, at 88 cents, and if you buy 18, then the price gets even better. Yep, it's uh, $14, four, four, $14 for 18. Yeah. yeah. And Blue Plumbago was on sale. Um, and I got a good supply, too. I bought one for someone yesterday. Did you? Mexican Bird of Paradise. If you see these around town, uh, they're brilliant. They are. They're electric, as you say. Uh, and uh, in the three gallon container, they're 1988. And um, a lot of uh, people walking out with crepe myrtle yesterday. Yeah, and, 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 today. and today, yeah, they're on sale, aren't they're they? They're on sale yeah. too. Second. Regularly twenty four ninety nine. I'll be with you, man. And uh, on sale for eighteen eighty eight. Okay. Well, let's see. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> What's happening? Oh, we're trying to find her. There you go. I think. Is they're going to cross paths? Uh, wait. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Yeah, crepe myrtles the and crepe the three. myrtles are walking out of here. Now, have you got a, have y'all got a, uh, one of those charts up there, uh, sheets that we used to have, uh, 
that tells the ultimate height and all that stuff out there? We, we do, but uh, on all the smaller containers, they all actually have picture signs in case they weren't blooming, because in the earlier in the year they weren't blooming. So okay. We have a picture showing uh, the color of the bloom, and it also talks about the heights. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, and in take front the, of each group. Take the, the time. They had that on a label, huh? Uh, well, on a sign in front. And some of them have it on the label. Oh, well. on a sign up front. Okay. Yeah, if they get, look at the look at the general uh, list first, so you you know get the rough idea of the colors you want and the size, and then and then you can look kind of make a decision among. Usually there's choice of two or three in the yeah. same category. Didn't you say we need to upgrade our list or something? Uh, that there's so many new varieties. The new varieties and some of the old ones can't be uh, can't added. be found, yeah. huh? Yeah. Hmm. I got this guy in uh, Denmark that will not leave me alone and uh, uh, wants me to send him some crepe models cuttings. And uh, I did it once. Try, I tried to do it once, and uh, the customs stopped him. And so uh, I, th- I think he's figured out now. He he runs the uh, a uh, national collection of uh, crepe myrtles over in Denmark. But uh, I don't think I want to do it again. <laughs> he he's mainly after that. Uh, 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 McFadden's Pinky uh, Myrtleette uh, wants to add that to his uh, collection over there. I may try again one of these days. But he can, he can send me an email every uh, day or two. <laughs> so he's persistent. Uh, also, uh, if you got deer, uh, Thoralis is on sale. It's a Texas superstar. It's not a deer food. It's a plant they don't eat. So. Yeah, it's a plant they don't eat. Uh, the, I, I imagine most people have plants that they'll eat. So, uh, uh, if you and it it blooms, it blooms almost all summer. And it's got it's a one of the plants like Esperanza and Poinciana, but but it's le, it's more cold hardy, so it doesn't. Yeah. like this last winter, mine didn't freeze back so it's blooming up a storm and when my esperanza is just starting the bloom it's got enough height to start blooming yeah now but uh thralis and does well it fits right in with those and if you got a shrub border in front of your house or something that uh where the deer go through yeah looks good did you say yours didn't bloom the first couple of years yeah it disappointed me it was kind of you know (laughs) The, the, the bloom, a little like Angelonia, you know, where the bloom's mm-hmm. kind of hidden in there. Yeah. When you get real close, there's some blooms. Or take a picture, you know, like you always bring to our attention. <laughs> you can make any any flower look good uh-huh. based on how. Right. But uh, now it uh, really, uh, it's uh, hardy. It grows fast. And uh, the bloom is uh, real attractive. And again, it's another one of the butterfly and hummingbird plants. Yeah. And are we ready? Yes, we are. All right. It is time for the Plant Uh, of the Weekend. (laughs) All right. So I've been asked for years to get this plant, and I finally found a source. 
And uh, you might you already yeah you already got it pulled up. All right. Yeah. So this is a moringa tree. <laughs> and the, do you ask people why they want it? Well, it's edible. Apparently, and all, very nutritious. Apparently, almost all of it is edible in some way, manner, or form. Okay. So uh, it's a it's a pretty cool looking tree. Almost looks kind of like a candlestick the way the leaves come out on it. Yeah, it does. And they are huge. They are over five feet tall. They're in a one gallon can. They're sixteen ninety nine. It is yeah. a tropical plant, so it can't take any kind of cold. But it's got all all kinds of uses, including medicinal too. Yeah, it says uh, the tiny leaves have an enormous benefit, according to the treesforlife.org. Seven times the vitamin C of oranges, four times the vitamin A of carrots, four times the calcium of milk, three times the potassium of bananas, and two times the protein of yogurt. What, do you eat it like a salad? Eat the leaves like a salad? I guess so, yeah, or crush them and sprinkle them over. I don't know. We'll have to see if they have recipes. Does it have more nutrition if you put ranch dressing on it? No, it just has the same. Uh. <laughs> so how much are they? They're sixteen ninety nine in a one-gallon can. Okay, so uh, we'll keep promoting that. Well, the pods, too. Uh, they, they, yeah, the pods were, were big. That was the one. The root was why it was called horseradish. The pods were why it was called drumstick tree. It has a couple other different names. But look it up online. Uh, it says, every, according to the website, every part of the tree is said to have beneficial uh, properties. Um... Okay. I don't want to eat every part of it. No, just eat the leaves then. <laughs> it's okay. Um, all right. So we're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free. It's 866-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM. The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road with news about the July 13th upcoming gardening class at Millburgers, the bonsai gardening class. And that news is the class is full. We apologize for any inconvenience, but I want to encourage you to go to MillburgerNursery.com, MillburgerNursery.com to learn more about upcoming classes so you don't miss a thing. Now, when you go there, you're going to learn about July 15th's Gardening Essentials class at Millburgers. It's put on by the Gardening Volunteers of South Texas, and Millburgers is the location for this month's Gardening Essentials class. It's from 9.30 in the morning until 12.30 at noon, and you'll learn all kinds of great things about gardening in the summer. You'll also take a tour of the nursery and a tour of the Butterfly Garden, where you'll learn the tips and tricks that they learned along the way to make a great butterfly garden, plus $110 Millburgers gift certificate. It will be handed out to each person who attends. It's valid that day at Millburgers. Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bull Road. Your life is an important one. Here at 930 AM, The Answer, we want to hear how this station is making a direct and positive impact on your life. Each day, our programs and hosts enter your busy world of responsibilities and challenges. And every day, it's our wish that what you hear on this station positively affects you and your family. We may be your main source of much-needed information, or we may provide you with a perspective about the world that's truthful and timely. Maybe it's giving you unique insights at just the right time. 
These interactions happen regularly, and we would love for you to tell us about it. Visit 930amtheanswer.com and type in the keyword story for all the details. Then record a video message on a camera or mobile device. For sharing your impact story with us, you'll automatically be eligible to win a grand prize of a $1,000 gift card. Visit 930amtheanswer.com and use the keyword story for all the details, contest rules, and to submit your video. That's 930amtheanswer.com, keyword story. Are you looking to buy or sell gold and silver in San Antonio? Then I recommend you go see the professionals at Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. Owned and operated by proud American veterans, Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange is dedicated to professionalism and your privacy. They order their coins and bullion direct from the trading floor, so you know you're getting the most up-to-date pricing possible when you buy. And when it's time to sell your gold or silver items, they pay top dollar. They also accept and sell Bitcoin and major cryptocurrencies. Call or text the owners, Tony Arterburn and his wife, Melissa, today. Call 888-667-1836 or just go to wisewolfgoldandsilver.com. From bullion to Bitcoin, Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange. Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange. South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867 is our number. Hey, this is a nice day to spend with family out on the deck, but if your deck is not looking like it did when you got it, and remember how great it looked, and it was all nice and shiny with uh, a deep stain, and now maybe it looks a little brown, gray, moldy, uh, it just does not look good. Well, I want you to go to deckandpatiocare.com. That's the website for Barry Hagendorf's company here in San Antonio, doing this since 1985. Deck and Patio Care uh, is the name of the, the company. And uh, you can see before and after. You know, his philosophy, and he studied this a great deal, is all these things, that Pebblestone driveway, that deck, that uh, uh, porch, that whatever, can look new again. And he can show you how. In fact, you can just go to the website and see before and after pictures of uh, jobs that he's done. Uh, plus, get tips and advice, testimonials from other people. So check him out at deckandpatiocare.com or call him at 210-822-9147. So if your deck is not looking as good as you'd like it to be, then you want to enjoy it more this summer, then give Barry a call and have him come out today and take a look at it. Deck and Patio Care. Uh, deckandpatiocare.com and 822-9147. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. Toll free. It's 866-308-8867. Well, the article uh, yesterday in the Express News also talked, besides hummingbirds, we talked about purple martins. Yeah. The, the young are out of the nest uh, and... Out and about, in fact, uh, I would guess that most of them are at assembly points uh, getting ready to go to South America. 
there's a you know about a week that's real chaotic as the uh, the young get near the time to fly and they're getting fed and none, none of them are not everybody's fitting in the houses so pretty soon they're out and about and, and then a strange thing happens the uh, adults and uh, we th- they also do that uh, to assembly points and so they might go on wires you know a couple miles away and then but they for a while they keep coming back to their Houses and other other birds that didn't uh, uh, nest have a successful nesting. Maybe some of the yearlings or something. Uh, they kind of are wandering along. It's like they're checking out the rentals for next <laughs> next summer or something. Uh, Bill uh, Svelin gives a, a, a good discussion on on this topic. They're not exactly sure what this is about, but they but they do. Uh, they make these v- visits after the nesting is over. They may not even stay overnight, but they'll come back for a couple hours. But they'll all be gone within a couple weeks, and then it's time to—it's uh, a good time to, to take your houses down and clean them out. And, Wait a minute! Uh, what you, about the sparrows? I knew that I was going to take a whip right by that. <laughs> Poor sparrows be homeless now. Yeah, yeah. they'd be homeless. Sparrows uh, raise young all year long, don't they? Well, they not quite all year long, but they ra- they will raise more young if you leave the houses. There up. you go. In fact, they've already moved in my houses. <laughs> they've already mo- moved into some of the, uh, the home abandoned. Oh, the yeah, or or they're they're more comfortable. You know, there may be only two pairs when there's four pairs of martins in a yeah. house. And then the martins are gone. Uh, then there'll be there might be four or five pairs. Of there you go. Isn't that great? Come in there. And sparrows a bird too, Calvin. That's right. It is a bird. <laughs> it's, from, it's a bird from someplace else. You know. <laughs> well, uh, martins are from someplace else too, aren't they? Um, no, they're natives. They're native. Martins yeah. are native to Purple America. Mar- Pur- yeah, purple martins. Okay. Of course, they they used to uh, nest in uh, hollow trees now, but okay. almost all of them are in uh, houses now. now. Uh, yeah, nesting houses. Uh, that's a that'd be a, it's kind of a strange story. I think <laughs> how they thought they figured out that it's much easier to rely on people, and in fact, uh, they appear to be more comfortable with the houses that are close to the humans. Than they are to those, yeah, out there in the you know remote, like out on the coastal areas. That's weird. Yeah, they're they're safer. (laughs) Uh, The hawks and yeah, that's true. Seagulls and uh, everything else is less likely to eat them. But anyway, uh, purple martins, real interesting uh, story. They're fun to have around. And uh, check out that the article on Saturday. Yeah, more information on Uh, it and. and keep do. in mind those sparrows. That's right. Save our sparrows. Sparrows. I mean, you might as well leave the house up and let the sparrows have it to get more uh, usage out of your house. When you take it down, nobody's using it. Well, you could follow up on that. Then you could make sure that you're, you've got the cracked corn and things for them in the winter time to feed them too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, check that out on your mar- on the Martins. Was there what, was there another topic we were talking about on the? Oh, we we're talking about the butterflies. Yeah, they'll be 
right now the queens have uh, moved in. You know, they're the relatives of the monarchs. They also lay their eggs on milkweed. And so you you may be uh, getting some nesting there from them. And then later the later in the fall the you know monarchs will be there and uh, so will the all those migrating hummingbirds that Jerry and I were talking about earlier. Yeah. Well, we've been enjoying watching the hummingbirds on the the red porter weed. And uh what amazes me is how they don't miss a flower. There's one flower Usually one or two flowers per plant. Uh, but out here, of course, the plants are grouped together. And uh, our, our hummingbird visitor, I don't know if it's the same one or not, but uh, he comes and he, he metho- methodically goes to every flower. And then he flies off and waits. I, I don't know if he waits for them to refill or what, but yeah, then he comes back in a little while. And they, that, that all that all those are factors because uh, some some plants do uh, refill nectar faster. Yeah. And then in the fall, they'll uh, their uh, favorite plants quite often become lantanas and salvias. Yeah. Where they're kind of ignoring them now, I guess compared <laughs> to porterweed, they're not as comparable. Yeah. That hummingbird still over there. He he is at the end of the uh, of the flower. Ah. Huh. Did you, did you have a question? Can we ask it on the air? Can we ask? Okay, come on up. Grab the mic. You'll be on the air. And he's good. I need tomato plants that actually will make tomatoes. Oh, I've got. Some we don't that, have any of those. You don't have any of those. They're so loud. We have plenty of those. <laughs> Do you? Yeah, yeah. What kind? Of, what kind are you looking for? Uh, big tomatoes, cherry tomatoes. Yeah, big ones. Well, I, I Jerry and I think that uh, the probably the. Uh, the one that's uh, well well worth trying uh, this fall is the uh, HM 8849, which is the was the 8849. It's the rodeo tomato from last spring. Oh, oh really? Yeah, it really performed so well in the spring that it was so fast that we think that's a, it's a nice big tomato. Okay, and, and what's the number on it? 8849. 8849. Yeah. Okay, where will I it's, find them? It's right all right over there. Yeah, they're all on that table. Yeah, and then Tycoon. Tycoon's another good one. Have you grown Tycoon before? I'm sorry? Oh, have you grown Tycoon before? Yes, I have. Okay. okay. But 88, I'm going to try the 8849. Good. Okay, good. All right, thank you. Let us know how it goes. It's got big tomatoes on it. Oh, yeah. Bless you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you, you for coming care. by. Appreciate it very much. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Now, we will warn people okay. the problem with uh, fall tomato, uh, finding plants. Yeah. Uh, of course, uh, Milberger and them try to have a lot of plants available, but uh, the plants you see over there on that table uh, for sale now, Will probably be a little bit overgrown by next Saturday. Oh, okay. So uh, uh, I would recommend if uh, and all the he they stock all the uh, basically all the rodeo tomatoes that have been tested and proven in this area. Uh, so, but some people say that uh, they should have been planted in June. 
That's that's the word on the word on the street. Trace. Okay. But uh, and that's true if you live in uh, East Texas or North Texas or the Hill Country. It, it would have been better to have planted them, and and they probably the people that talk about planting them in June may be talking about planting seed. I always want to give them the benefit of the doubt, but these are are large transplants that have been that are thirty days old, at least thirty days old. So uh, basically, they were planted in June. The plant transplants were. So, uh, and what we're trying and they're to, good varieties. Yeah, and we're trying to do is is beat the cold weather. But you also, you know, depending on the weather. We have. If it's real hot, you may not get a lot of growth out of them for a while. You just you just have to be be patient with them because they're putting the roots down. They're just, right. They're going to be. They need to be in place and ready for action as soon as that weather gets a little more mild, and especially in the evening. Then they'll they'll take off. Always amazes me that the you know if it, the, it's real hot, the leaves will get kind of thin, but uh, it always seems like two or three days <laughs> after the cool weather starts. They're full size again, uh, so it, they're they're ready for action. If you get them in, get them in place in time, but we've uh, in past years, Jerry, we've even planted uh, through August, through August, and sometimes been successful. Oh yeah. Well, if we use Surefire and yeah, uh, which and, we don't have available yeah. this year. What is our um, what's uh, the, the uh, solid tomato? So, uh, support uh, aroma. Romas, Roma yeah. surprise. Yeah, the Romas sometimes are fast enough too. And the cherries, BH if you wait, if you wait till later, cherry. Yeah, B- BHN nine sixty eight is really a good Look one. Look at him. He he found them. Yeah, the the, the guy uh, that was looking for those tomatoes. But um, Neil Sperry writes uh, <laughs> that uh, that two two hurdles, two large hurdles. Getting Texans to succeed with tomatoes in the fall is uh, getting them to believe that now is the time to plant and getting them to believe that they need to pull up their their old plants or, or at least cut them back severely, uh, which we don't recommend, but... Uh, 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 Neil writes, uh, by this time each spring, gardeners are usually frustrated by early blight, which we had a little bit of this year, spider mites, which I would say that uh, 95% of all the tomatoes grown in, in Texas at this time of the year will, uh, will have spider mites, but people won't know it. A lot of people don't know it. Again, to help you identify the damage, uh, we've got uh, pictures on uh, plantanswers.com in the uh, Topics of the Month section under uh, spider mites. Let's see, what is that? Uh, Spider mites, yeah. uh, Recognizing their damage. That's that's why we're recommending pulling the the crop, the spring crop, out, and then getting a fresh start with the the new plants, um, and they'll 
And then we also, next, next Saturday, my article will talk about fall tomatoes, and we talk about don't spill the... <laughs> if you've got spider mites, you know, some, sometimes they're pretty obvious that you yeah. have. Um, when you pull them out of the ground, don't, don't spill them all over the, <laughs> the garden there. Try, Be careful. Yeah, get them, get them into the a garbage bag and just put them in the garbage because uh, those... Well, spider mites will uh, last and uh, will infect your uh, new tomatoes, too. Yeah. Well, what we're trying to do is get rid of the uh, population, uh, and especially the the eggs and uh, little spider mites. Yeah. What now, else do spider mites like besides tomatoes? Everything. Oh. Marigolds. Oh. It's, it's, it's written that uh, spider mites, uh, attack more species than any other insect problem or prob- uh, pest problem that we have. Wow. So uh, they get on peppers and tomatoes and beans especially and peas. Well, and so, but, uh, you know, these strategies of, of uh, change, putting in new plants and there, there's no absolute way to control them but you can right. by cultural practices and timing you can uh, harvest great crops even though you might you have spider mites like we do yeah. in this area and if you just got a few spot uh, or you're seeing some small uh, a small amount of damage that's uh, shown in those pictures on the website uh you may th- you may think uh, that you can make it, you know, but it's supposed to be hotter this week, coming in uh, over ninety degrees, cl- bumping a hundred, and at those temperatures, spider mite populations double every three days. So you can't beat them, and we don't have anything. Even if we had. A product that would control spider mice, and, and it has to be a special product because they're spiders and not insects. But uh, uh, even if you had a product that would control spider mice, you can't get good coverage on a great big tomato plant. In other words, they're on the bottom of the leaves and uh, uh, sucking the chlorophyll out of the bottom of the leaves. And uh, so you can't get the sprays under there. And there's no systemic uh, goes into the plant that uh, that works on spider mice. And you wouldn't want to use, well, people don't want to use a systemic insecticide on uh, a bearing uh, tomato plant. So uh, the best way to control them is uh, get rid of the generations, and that is to dispose of the old tomato plant. Now, as we had one caller yesterday call in, said, but I've still got tomatoes on there. Okay. When it gets hot, those tomatoes are not going to size. The plant's going to wilt because even though it's in more soil, uh, it's it's transpiring uh, and losing more water than it can uptake, and the fruit's gonna get a hard skin, 
and the uh, it's going to have spots all over it, little, little tiny spots all over it that the stink bugs have enjoyed, and the stink bugs have Im- increased as well, and there's nothing you can control the stink bugs with. So, uh, yeah, spider mites, and 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 the, I'll, I'll throw out this tip. The only way we've been able to control spider mites and uh, 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 white flies, you know why they call them white flies, Milton? Because they're white. And fly. And they fly. <laughs> See, I'm not learned. You did good, Milton. But anyway, uh, the only way to control those is defoliate the plant. In other words, right. take the leaves off the plant. Well, that's not going to be good for the plant. Well, it'll come back. Oh, wow, you, really? the, the All the eggs and the little ones on the bottom of those leaves. And uh, you, can, can, you can kill white flies with a spray of water. Hmm. But uh, that's only the adults. Yeah, then you In have. two or three days, you're going to have white flies again. So if you've got uh, white flies on hibiscus and things like that, of course, you can use a, a systemic insecticide on, uh, on on hibiscus that'll give you some control. But the best way we found to control them in the greenhouse is just remove all the foliage and let them relief again. Hey, we're uh, gonna take. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, and, uh, uh, Neil also mentions uh, splitting fruit, tomato fruit worms, blossom end rot, and other problems that have beset the spring tomatoes that try to ripen in the heat. The fall crop, by comparison, is free from all these issues. Oh, okay, cool. All right, we're going to take a break while we do. Uh, give us a call at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll free, it's 866-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Yes, sir. Well, I'm just surprised that he's not more sympathetic to spider mites. He likes English sparrows and cockroaches. And, uh... <laughs> we can't explain it. All right, back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road with news about the July 13th upcoming gardening class at Millburgers, the Bonsai Gardening Class, and that news is the class is full. We apologize for any inconvenience, but I want to encourage you to go to millburgernursery.com, millburgernursery.com, to learn more about upcoming classes so you don't miss a thing. Now, when you go there, you're going to learn about July 15th's Gardening Essentials class at Millburgers. It's put on by the Gardening Volunteers of South Texas, and Millburgers is the location for this month's Gardening Essentials class. It's from 9.30 in the morning until 12.30 at noon, and you'll learn all kinds of great things about gardening in the summer. You'll also take a tour of the nursery and a tour of the Butterfly Garden, where you'll learn the tips and tricks that they learned along the way to make a great butterfly garden. Plus, one $10 Millburgers gift certificate will be handed out to each person who attends. It's valid that day at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bullfordy Road. The Saxon Gun Show is this weekend and the first weekend of every month at the San Antonio Event Center, 410 and Marbach. And it's bigger and better than ever. More guns. More ammo. More knives, coins, and collectibles. More of what makes the Saxon Gun Show San Antonio's top gun show. Buy, sell, trade, wholesale prices to the public. Saturday and Sunday from 9 till 6. This weekend. 
weekend and the first weekend of every month. The Saxet Gun Show at the San Antonio Event Center. Be there. It's time to stand with Israel. Consider the lifelong impact of joining nationally syndicated media hosts Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher, along with 930 AM The Answer on the Stand with Israel Tour this December 2nd to the 11th. This journey is more than a vacation because it'll guide you through centuries of faith and culture as you visit iconic places right out of Scripture. Along the way, your hosts will broadcast on-site while you watch and participate. Together with like-minded travelers, you'll see over 40 iconic sites during the 10-day tour where you can pray at the Western Wall in Old City, Jerusalem, float in the Dead Sea, and take a boat out onto the waters of the Sea of Galilee. Have you ever wanted to walk inside the garden tomb register today for the stand with israel tour this december 2nd to the 11th when you visit 930amtheanswer.com keyword israel that's 930amtheanswer.com keyword israel hi everyone al roker here as a guy with his own catchphrase i appreciate that after 75 years Smokey's only said, Only you can prevent wildfires. But I'm filling in because there's a lot more to report. Like when it's dry or windy. Be careful burning yard waste, because wildfires can even start in your neck of the woods. Go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Milberger's Garden inside Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. want to remind you about Spider-Man Pest Control. If it's bugging you, Spider-Man Pest Control can help you get rid of it and help you make, make you feel better about it. Spider-Man's been doing this. He's your web of protection, get it, since 1976. So uh, you can go online and learn more about him. Learn about their termite services so you can either get rid of them or be... Uh, uh, feel better that they're not going to attack your home and your property. Their pest services like roaches, scorpions, ants, all that. Uh, even learn about the Into Care mosquito trapping system that's going over really well and has a lot of success here in San Antonio. You can give them a call at 210-656-3721, 210-656-3721 for Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control or online at GoSpiderManPest.com. want to give a shout-out real quick uh, to uh, Frank, who's listening, uh, who's been incarcerated in Alabama. And uh, but he's listens to the show and is enjoying it. So Frank, we hope you uh, enjoy the show and 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 have a good time listening to it. Hope you get out soon. All right, uh, let's see. We've got a question from the crowd here. <laughs> what? Why are you giving me that look? All right, got a question from the crowd. Yes, sir. How can we help you? You're on the air. Well, I've got a couple of leaves from what I think is a Texas red oak. It was yeah. planted um, sometime in the last 20 years, not by me. So I don't know exactly what it is. 
but um, when it buds in the spring, it looks beautiful, puts on a ton of leaves. It's a, a great big tree. It's taller than my neighbor's two-story house. Um, it's, it's almost so big, I can't put my arms around it. Wow. But um, in, for the past five years or so, I start noticing spots on the underside of the leaves. Okay. Usually in June. Um, this year's actually been better than it's been in the past. But spots start appearing on the underside, mainly on the north side of the tree. And then the leaves just start getting worse and worse and worse, and it spreads from the north side to the south side. And by September, maybe as early as August, leaves just start dropping off. Totally brown, crispy leaves. Wow. Uh, the, the one you have in your hand that's spotted real bad and has big spots, that fell off the tree during the month. Yeah. Um, you said uh, it starts on the north side on of the, the north tree? north side of the tree. Are there other trees on the north side of the tree? No, that's um, that is actually open to full sunlight on okay. the north side. Uh, there's a palm tree, you know, a little bit on the other side of the okay. fence. Um, there is another Texas red oak, relatively close in the neighbor's yard, and it doesn't seem to to be stressed at all. It doesn't have um, the spot. It doesn't have the spots, as far as I can tell. It, it looks healthy until you know later in the fall, and when it normally starts yeah. dropping leaves. Um, the uh, plant pathologists call that uh, the they're they're pretty smart at A and M, you know, <laughs> and they they call it uh, red oak leaf spot. Oh, uh, very descriptive. <laughs> I could I could have made that name up, mm-hmm. but uh, and it mainly occurs on um, on. Uh, Red oaks from uh, the uh, they call them at red oaks, uh, but the red oaks grown from acorns in in uh, in east east eastern Texas, east Texas, or or somewhere where it's not alkaline. Now, usually the tree doesn't get that big before it turns yellow and has to be removed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, that's a characteristic of the tree. In other words, uh, it's, it's prone to that. Uh, I've got a, a Texas red oak in my backyard that, um, that has those spots on it on one side. Mm-hmm. And it's the side that doesn't get very good air circulation. But uh, it sounds like yours is big enough that uh, it should get good air circulation. Uh, there's nothing you can do to mine. Just affects a small portion of the Texas red oak, and uh, and then it it kind of goes away when the temperatures get warmer. Mm-hmm. But you said you're indicating that yours. Continues to get bad all through the year. Correct. But it's it's only been five years that started this pattern. I haven't been paying that much attention, but five kind of stands yeah. out as about about right. Yeah, because it sounds like it got so big that it didn't wasn't plagued by an early drop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, right. Have you? Has there an arborist ever looked at it? No, I've never had anybody come out and really look at it. I I need to. Um, the neighbor had asked me to cut some limbs off of it to improve his grass. Um, so I was going to have somebody who knows what they're doing come out and really look at it. But thought I'd swing by and yeah. ask you, gentlemen. Yeah, I think I, th- I think it's worth it because that tree is he, it's large and mm-hmm. and uh, it's just a recent uh, development. And it, and this is, it's showing now, so mm-hmm. 
you might you might accidentally get uh, well you get some arborists find an arborist that does uh, works your neighborhood and has a good reputation but okay. they they might they uh, quite often will come and diagnose give you a bid mm-hmm. and so you get a lot of information for okay yeah the first first time i saw it on my red oak was about five years ago mm-hmm. and uh it, it's it's usually shows up in the spring but goes away, and some leaves fall off, but then it goes away. Mm-hmm. That's uh, but uh, there's nothing. Uh, the the plant pathol uh, plant pathologist I was talking to said uh, said uh, you could spray it with a, a fungicide, but it's 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 not trees Yeah, I need a helicopter. Yeah, yeah, practical. Well, and they may quite often they'll a tree that that size they'll they'll say this is the this is what you're going to put up with because mm-hmm. the air movement or whatever, but it may only last another hundred years. <laughs> <laughs> but that but that's the kind of reassurance yeah. you want. You don't you want to be comfortable it's not going to fall on your house right. and that it's yeah. it's getting the there's enough leaf development every year that. Uh, it's yeah. not going to decline. And it, it's green. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. the leaves that are on it are nice and green. All right. But yeah, I... I uh, Good luck. It's a problem. That I, I, did it turn... Did it, did it have any color on it in the fall? Just crispy brown. They, all go, they all go crispy brown. They never oh my goodness. yellow or red. None of that. I've never seen it. That, yeah. heard of it being that yeah. bad. Yeah. If yeah. it's what I think it is, yeah. So it's 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 worth it to have somebody look at that. Okay. Yeah, and I'll make sure that. you give them the specific information and the specific question. Okay. All right, y'all keep talking for a Thank second. We're, we're going to take a break while we do. Thank we'll get you for coming up with back. news and stuff. Uh, while we do, give us a call at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. 210-308-8867, toll free. It's 866-308-8867, the number to call. If you're outside of San Antonio, you can buzz us, and uh, we'll be happy to talk to you. 210-308-8867. we got more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. I'm Milton Glick. Back right after this on 930 AM. This is The Answer. back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Give us a call and be a part of the show. I want to finish the talk about the tomato um, okay. variety. Uh, one of uh, Neil's uh, Neil Sperry's uh, says one of the problems that his gardeners have up in uh, Dallas and Fort Worth is that once you convince them to have a fall garden, they're being able to find transplants when they go into their favorite nurseries is a problem because they don't have a they don't have a meal burgers up in uh, up in, in North Texas. So uh, I I know a lot of people that drive down here to get from some North of the Texas to get the wow. get the varieties they do. 
And then Neil says, uh, plant small and mid-sized varieties for fall tomato crops, just as you do in the spring. Large fruiting types like Big Boy and Beefsteak don't set well when temperatures are above 90 or below 70. Uh, now, the, the difference in that is uh, all the varieties we have out here, like I say, are rodeo tomatoes. And they're tested out in the field under hot conditions. So uh, they're, they're, some of them can produce large tomatoes. Yeah. Of course, it takes longer to ripen a large tomato than it does a small tomato. So uh, uh, he's right about the big boy and the beefsteak. But we don't sell big boy and beefsteak on this market. Uh, the, the, I think some beefsteak are sold, but uh, almost everybody uh, that knows anything have switched over to the to the rodeo promoted tomatoes. Well, it's made it hard too because uh, in past years, Jerry, you always used to when they planted those kind of tomatoes, you always used to say, "Well, oh, you wanted tomatoes." Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I thought I, I thought you just wanted foliage. You remember that, do yeah, you? <laughs> yeah. Now these we're, we're talking about are the uh, that we talked about, like that HM eighty eight forty nine. We're talking about a uh, tomato that goes to full size in terms of foliage. Basically, it's a simplified thing, but and then concentrates on setting fruit. You're right. So you get a combination of relatively large fruit and fast, and you beat the freeze. But you can also do the the medium size, you know, the BHN nine sixty eight is a small tomato, and our our friend, our, uh, the uh, t- help me on these Italian tomatoes, I can never remember. <laughs> Roma, Romas, yeah, Romas are fast, uh, and then the Roma surprise. Will that will we have any in the We market don't have any yet this year. No, but uh, there are Romas here. Uh, they're fast. Romas are basically a cooking tomato, but some people like to grow them in the fall uh, for the recipes do all right in salads and things too but uh, so anyway uh, we're we're blessed that uh, as I was saying earlier these tomatoes are perfect right now uh, that they're selling over here are perfect they're the right variety and the right size and then large containers four and a half inch container root system so that uh, if you want to do tomatoes this fall, you need to get these and get them get them situated as soon as possible. Get to your favorite variety. Now, suppose you're not ready, and uh, you're waiting on Calvin's article next week. Okay. Because <laughs> you list varieties in your article I next do. week. I do. I absolutely do. Yeah. Because Millburgers will have tomatoes. Through August, so yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're gonna have tomatoes through August, but these big ones, pretty ones, like I said, are, are gonna be uh, larger. They 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 double their size in a week. Hmm. So uh, if you if you haven't got your garden prepared yet, and you still want to grow tomatoes, put these to Come and get those tomatoes, uh, your favorite varieties. And I think he's got tycoon out there, too. So those of you who like tycoon, and pot them up. 
put them in containers oh, like, like we uh, like we do in the spring. Now in the spring, we pot them up to um, to avoid uh, late frost or late freeze. In the fall, we pot them up uh, to get a larger root system. Uh, we we figured that out back years ago when we came up with that potting idea. Uh, I was doing a show with Bill McReynolds, and he uh, he had a had a place out in Wilson County, and uh, in the sand, and he found out that uh, he couldn't couldn't make couldn't grow those uh, successfully grow tomatoes. Uh, using those uh, peat pot uh, plants because of the watering situation. Oh, okay. Uh, he, he, he was an absentee farm, absentee uh, landowner. But if he grew them with a larger root system and uh, watered them real well once a week uh, before, you know, after he planted them, that he could make fall tomatoes. Okay. So that's that's why we you can you can pot those up and give them a head start. Get a, I, I I've got a write up on uh, tomatoes on uh, plantanswers.com. dot com. fall planting, what to plant, when to plant, and why to plant it early. And that's on plantanswers.com, and in red, and topics of the month, and uh, that that gives you a, a little write-up on exactly how to grow them in those containers, which it involves uh, using potting mix, and uh, a good potting mix, and uh, copious amounts of Osmocote Plus. Copious. Copious plus. amounts. Osmocote Plus. plus. Yeah. Okay. That's that's the Osmocote that they sell here. And plus is the minor elements. Oh, there. okay. Now I don't you know, I think uh I think you don't you don't need to panic but Gary's talking about this is you want to take advantage of these great looking tomatoes here, but I think you know, get kind of set your schedule for the next week or two and uh Maybe and uh, count on uh, Milbergers to do and the wholesalers to do their best to have great, great looking plants for a couple, three weeks, so that you can get them, uh, get them in place in time uh, for even our target date, like the twenty-first of July. But uh, yeah, so you know what we're talking about here is that uh, fall availability is not anywhere. Comparable to the spring. Oh, no. No. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll-free, it's 866-308-8867, the number to call. Hey, while I got you here, you got two events that you might want to talk about real quick. That's right. We've got the Guadalupe County Master Gardeners Training. That's going to start on July 30th, and it's held every Tuesday from 1 o'clock to 5 p.m., uh, the great thing about this is that the it's for the Guadalupe Master Gardener chapter, but the training's being held in Cibolo. So if you're a Guadalupe County resident or even if you're a Bear County resident, then 
uh, live close to Cibu or any of the surrounding counties, you want to take advantage of the their training and then uh, work work with the other chapters too. I think you can go ahead and do that. Uh, it's uh, again every Tuesday, one to five p.m. You the registration deadline is July nineteenth, uh, twenty nineteen. Uh, it's there's two. It's two hundred two hundred and ten dollars for the training. Of course, that includes the Master Gardener Handbook. Uh, limited size. You have to be accepted. You have to be um, make a commitment that you're going to attend the classes, and you're going to use the training and the knowledge you gain on on worthy projects for you know environmentally appropriate projects, education, powerful projects. Uh, if you want more information, uh, go to the Guadalupe County MasterGardeners.org website. Uh, you can also call Karen Ulrich at uh, 210-422-1594. Guadalupe County MasterGardeners.org uh, to get more information. Now, the deadline is July 19th to register. Uh, so take a look. Uh, see if that's something you want to do. We, uh, of course, uh, Jerry and I work closely with all the chapters in the San Antonio region, including Guadalupe Master Gardeners. Um, uh, so we appreciate their uh, the training they have and the dedication to great projects. Milton, did you want to add anything? Mm-mm, but uh, And then not, not this Monday, not tomorrow, but uh, a week from tomorrow, we're going to have the uh, Gardening Volunteers of South Texas will be out here. Right. And they'll be uh, in the morning. It's going to be a different time. Normally they, uh, they do a different time and different place. Normally it's the Garden Center. Uh, this time we're taking they're taking it out on the road, which is going to be cool. To, a neat event will be here next month, not this Monday, but Monday a week, the 15th, um, here at Millburgers from 930 to 1230 with all kinds of cool activities, gardening tips for the summer heat. Uh, they'll take a stroll through the Butterfly Garden where Claudette will tell you a little bit about kind of what they did right, what happened and the mistakes they made and how they've got it to look as nice as it looks now. So you can learn kind of from their mistakes as well as from their successes. Uh, let's see, we're going to have uh, uh, also... Uh, She's going to go out to those turf sites. Yeah, that's right. Thank you. Those are th- That's a great uh, little tour there. Uh, we get reminded every once in a while when people uh, ask us, you know, what what does uh, Meyer uh, soysia grass look like or <laughs> emerald? And then there's uh, these little the pads, not so little, uh, significantly sized Oh, yeah. Pads. And got all the different grass varieties that you can view, plus some ground covers. Um, and so that'll, that'll be an interesting part of the tour as well. What do you get? You get a $10 gift certificate. Yeah, so you take the tour, you enjoy the presentation, you, uh, they encourage you to bring uh, your bagged lunch, and they'll have uh, bottled water available. And then uh, one $10 Millburgers gift certificate will be handed out to each person who attends. Uh, the GVST Gardening Essentials class. It's valid to use that day on July 15th, so you'll get lots of good ideas, and then you can uh, come out and then start purchasing them. So, what uh, else? What did I miss? What else are they going to get? <laughs> Bottled water? <laughs> now there are two more reasons. Oh, thank to you. Yeah. Class yeah, I forgot about that. Of un- uh, completing a part of both parts. 
completion of both parts, you will receive two. That is correct. Two. Two? Saw's rewards points. Uh, so if you want to, uh, uh, if you're collecting those Saw's rewards plant points, uh, you, uh, you can go to gardeningvolunteers.org for all the other fun and exciting information on the events catalog. There you go. And it's also at millburgernursery.com, yeah. which is where you'll find out all about the, all the different events that are coming up, including one put on by Davy Trees at the end of the month. So uh, check out millburgernursery.com for more information, millburgernursery.com. Dot com. I have a, a weird problem that's happening in my garden, and maybe really, y- maybe y'all can help me. I I don't think he's ever had a weird. No, problem. No, this yeah. is he is a weird problem. <laughs> <laughs> so we have this this uh, area out in the front. You know, it's uh, our garden where we plant stuff right in front of the house, right under trees. Well, uh, some of it, yeah, gets shade. It's, yes, it's, uh, it's all shade. Man. But I noticed that it's you know every day. The soil is getting a little bit more and more. Yeah, it's getting tall. Getting like, like like someone's adding soil to it. We have no idea what's going on, but every day the plot thickens. Uh, is this a a <laughs> joke or is this a, just a weird? <laughs> Sorry, I think it. Uh, yeah. The plot thickens. Uh, yeah, the plot thickens. 210 308 8867. Yeah, let's move on. 210 308 8867. Toll free 866 308 8867. Yeah, after all of our. We need gardening jokes. Yeah. Yeah. After all of our uh, gardening expressions. We got a lot of them last week. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> the, uh, I was reading below Calvin's article, uh, Neil's Perry is down to earth. And. Uh, he said he said something that I can't understand. I take exception to. The question was: We have brought bought a rural acreage and are building a home. We have clumps of small trees and oaks that I'm going to incorporate into our landscape. What can I use to kill the brush and weeds beneath the trees that won't harm the trees? Uh, then what is uh, talked about what's a good ground cover but anyway that's uh, what can I use to kill the brush and weeds beneath the trees that won't harm the trees is 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 uh, what I tell what I kind of wonder about he says start by trimming out all of the brush you can remove with a line trimmer be mindful not to work around poison ivy and don't touch the trunks of the trees and good shrubs with your line from your trimmer. Most of the brush will not resprout from being cut down. That ain't the way it worked in my backyard. With the hackberries and yeah, the ha- all those types of almost that. talks like it sounds like he's talking about uh, weeds. weeds at the end of their season, right? Yeah, yeah. Even even weeds in the beginning of their season will quite often resprout. Yeah, yeah. But he says brush will not resprout. If it does, apply glyphosate only herbicide to it as a spray. Uh, 
And then he says, if any survives that treatment, put a roll-type mulch over it for a couple of months to block the sunlight and smother it out. We must be thinking a different, because my, my uh, uh, brush that's growing under my tr- uh, tree will take up that mulch. Oh, I mean, it'll, it'll be a tent. Yeah, it'll be a little tent <laughs> under there. But anyway, uh, and I don't think the Roundup will take care of that brush, the brush that I'm talking about. Well, especially if you're talking about it's been cut back or with a string mower or cut back. And, uh, you know, almost, first of all, it sounds like it doesn't have many leaves on it. And yeah. If it doesn't have many leaves on it, the Roundup is not going to do the job. No. So, yeah, you, it's got, it's maybe, maybe he's trying to simplify a more complex kind of it's not gonna work <laughs> any of that not gonna work it's not as it's a lot of work but it's not as complex as uh, he makes it sound I think I think you just you, you, there's about three or four steps you go yeah and uh, I like the idea though that uh, well uh, that you know you and I have talked about uh, People say, well, how wonderful the hill country is and how beautiful. And then the first thing they do, do is go out there and want to cut everything down and uh, yeah. put San Augustine sod <laughs> on, on, the, on there. And uh, that that one of the best things to do, I think, is to kind of look at your your yard in terms of what you want to accomplish with it and also take advantage of the hill country look and the plants that are yeah. attractive and easy to take care of. But to get rid of those unwanted shrubs, what we recommend uh, and uh, weed, weed, weedy uh, like hackberries and things like that, ligustrum, uh, is to make the cut, make a cut, and then use a product, not glyphosate, but uh, cut vine and stump killer. Uh, which we sell here, which has a little uh, kind of an applicator that immediately after you make the cut, uh, you you put some of that, uh, put a drop of that on the uh, on the cut wound. It's uptaken by the plant uh, because you've cut it off, and uh, you don't have to worry about uptaking it through the leaves or anything like that. It comes through the goes through the trunk. And it will not translocate into your trees or shrubs that you want to keep. What? Now, in mo- most people listening, well, some people out there listening are saying, oh, I'll bet that costs about $40 or $50. Yeah, it's cheap. It's 13 bucks now or $14 uh, for a 8-ounce uh, container that lasts a long time. Oh, yeah. It's like Jerry says. You put a drop. You're just dabbing on the, on the vascular, the cut vascular system there, so... Very little. So, to uh, very effective. To emphasize your point, say you had a row of hackberries and you just <laughs> wanted to get rid of two of them. You cut them down. I want to get rid of all of them. I know you do, but I'm just trying this for example purposes only. Okay. So you cut down the two, and you put the cut vine and stump killer on those on the cut. On the cut. And none of the other ones will be impacted. Just, no. Just okay. That's good. Calvin's used it in roses. Uh, oh, wow. I've used it uh, amongst uh, 
uh, shrubs in Tennessee, and uh, I cut them high. You know, uh, oh. we always think of cutting it to the ground. Yeah. But I cut them high and, uh, and use that. That's because he likes to trip. Over yeah. those stubs. With well, I couldn't get through the shrubs. Yeah, to get to the... <laughs> but also... It, it, and it killed them all yeah. on the ground? And you just yeah. pull them up then? Yeah. Okay. That's, all, that's also a tactic when you're using it in a shrub border or a rose bed. Yeah. Because then you can cut it to height to, to minimize the contact or closeness to the rose, the roses or right. any other plants. So, you know, you just... Okay, I, I want a clear angle here, so I just... Cut it at six inches, and then I can dab it on without getting anything near the roses. Cool. Now, how, how long did it take to before you? Show, uh, well, it just doesn't come back. Okay. Uh, you don't see any wilting or anything like that. Uh, to prove that it does work. Yes. I, uh, my buddy uh, Curtis came over and did some uh, chainsawing of these uh trees that I've let get out uh, hackberries and things like that that I've let grow up in the in the uh, in the fence line and uh, I couldn't get to we did we didn't paint the cuts we didn't paint the cuts and this was about uh, 30 or 40 days ago mm-hmm. and those trees are back oh wow they came back so we've got to go in there and recut them again. They were angry this time. Lower, yeah. Okay, very interesting. So it it works, and it uh, and that trying to block the sunlight, smother it out. I don't know. <laughs> I I don't know what kind of shrubs uh, he's t- what kind of uh, weeds he's talking about. That stupid hummingbird is still on the Florida weed over there. See. <laughs> Well, well, yeah, there's two of them. They're fighting over it. All right, we're going to take a quick break and come back in a moment. What's your gardening question today? Give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road on 930 AM. This is The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road with news about the July 13th upcoming gardening class at Millburgers, the bonsai gardening class, and that news is the class is full. We apologize for any inconvenience, but I want to encourage you to go to millburgernursery.com, millburgernursery.com, to learn more about upcoming classes so you don't miss a thing. Now, when you go there, you're going to learn about July 15th's gardening essentials class at Millburgers. It's put on by the Gardening Volunteers of South Texas, and Millburgers is the location for this month's Gardening Essentials class. It's from 9.30 in the morning until 12.30 at noon, and you'll learn all kinds of great things about gardening in the summer. You'll also take a tour of the nursery and a tour of the Butterfly Garden, where you'll learn the tips and tricks that they learned along the way to make a great butterfly garden. Plus, one $10 Millburgers gift certificate will be handed out to each person who attends. It's valid that day at Millburgers. Burgers, Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bull Road. 
Investment advisory services provided by Pax Financial Group, LLC. I'm happy to announce that Pax Financial Group has opened an office in New Braunfels. If you want to avoid the 1604 and I-35 interchange, this is great news for you. Now you can get objective retirement guidance without the San Antonio commute. Visit us at PaxFinancialGroup.com or 210-881-5700. Pax Financial Group, investing in your life. Your life is an important one. Here at 9.30 a.m. The Answer, we want to hear how this station is making a direct and positive impact on your life. Each day, our programs and hosts enter your busy world of responsibilities and challenges. And every day, it's our wish that what you hear on this station positively affects you and your family. We may be your main source of much-needed information, or we may provide you with a perspective about the world that's truthful and timely. Maybe it's giving you unique insights at just the right time. These interactions happen regularly, and we would love for you to tell us about it. Visit 930amtheanswer.com and type in the keyword story for all the details. Then record a video message on a camera or mobile device. For sharing your impact story with us, you'll automatically be eligible to win a grand prize of a $1,000 gift card. Visit 930amtheanswer.com and use the keyword story for all the details, contest rules, and to submit your video. That's 930amtheanswer.com, keyword story. The Cal Thomas Commentary is brought to you by Values Through Media. Now here's syndicated columnist Cal Thomas. There are many things missing from this way-too-early presidential campaign, but one should be obvious, at least on the side of the more than 20 Democrat candidates, that something is individual initiative. No one talks about clearing a path so individuals will have more opportunity to achieve, according to their talents, a desire to work hard. It's all about government doing more for you, a government that has and is proving its inability to do much for itself. It is bloated, too expensive, and in too many cases, way outside the boundaries set by the founders in the Constitution. They wanted government to be limited so the people would be unlimited. What happened? The left understands human nature and that many people would rather get money from others than earn it for themselves. Government has become an obese nanny. We turn to it as a first resource, not a last resort. Asking government to do what it was not created to do is like asking pigs to fly. Research history and see what happens when government gets too big and spends too much. I'm Cal Thomas. For a free copy of today's commentary, visit calthomas.com or write us at Values Through Media, P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. That's P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. Please specify the date and subject. Your tax-deductible gifts to Values Through Media help support us. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary. James is on the line. Hey there, James. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today, James? Oh, pretty good, man. How you all doing? Good, good. It's a pretty day. Lots of fluffy yeah, clouds you, in the sky. Yeah, it's nice. I heard you talking about uh, killing small trees and bushes. 
and uh, there's another way to do it that's a little bit cheaper and a whole lot more fun. It's called the Grandpa okay. Herbicide. This is the way my grandpa did it. He'd find a like a hackberry that it wasn't in the right spot for him, and he he saw it down even with the ground. But he made sure he had a can of peaches. So what he would do is he would saw that hackberry down to the ground, and then he'd eat that can of peaches, and then put that hackberry can on top of that uh, little tree stump, and it pretty much went away. Are you saying peaches? Well, that's what he liked. You could use you could use uh, uh, pears, uh, 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 <laughs> a tin can of pears, but he liked peaches. I mean, you you put the fruit on there, or what? No, do you know? no he's man, eating the eat, fruit, and then he's taking the can and the, putting it over the, the stump. Peaches. Oh, the can. Okay. So he's covering it, kind of, kind of covering up with the mulch, but okay, he's blocking the sunlight, I guess. Okay. If you're scared that your poison is going to hurt something real close to it, just go to the store and get you a can of peaches and eat them and have fun, and then take that can and put it over that cut stump. And That's it'll exactly go away. This. That that is uh, Neil's. Uh, yeah, except with he's using mulch and not yeah. cans. Yeah. Actually, we should we should. And really, it. it's really tough uh, to mow with those cans. No, too, right? no, no, <laughs> it's, no. Really it's tough all to mow with the hackberries too. Yeah. You, you got to push it down, make everything level with the ground. You got to get down there with your saw, and that was my job. And his job was eating the peaches and giving me the can. And then you you just. Get it wet down there and push that can in, and uh, you don't have to worry about it anymore. It's gone. Okay. <laughs> okay. You've, so you've done this, right? I like oh, peaches. Oh man, I anyway. save all my I save all my peach cans in a in a molasses tub in case I need one real quick. <laughs> you know. <laughs> hey, so, James. Yeah, said, I'm ready, man. Did you call us yesterday? And I think we had to. We had to, you couldn't wait. Well, yeah, I was in between uh, turning left or trying to, not to wreck or something. Um, okay, well, that's had, good. We don't want you to. <laughs> I had a, um, this time of the year, uh, some of those raised beds out in front are looking pretty poor. So what I do is I sprinkle uh, some of that uh, cowpea seed on there cover it up with about three inches of rough compost and water it, and then it'll turn green in about three days. And you got instant yeah. cover crop. That's what I wanted you, to tell you, boy. Yeah, you use it as a cover crop, yeah. What is it? Yeah, just you something green to look at. Black eyes. And that'll oh, yeah. go all the way through August, and you'll it, it's hard to kill it, but you'll have we to even, water it about once a week. We even use that tactic in a lot of our uh, classroom gardens. For the summer. Yeah. Yeah, you put the uh, last thing you plant uh, is uh, some southern peas and uh, water them for a couple of weeks, and then uh, so they grow, and it makes it a lot Calvin, easier. Certain, certainly of, easier to deal with than Bermuda grass. No, yeah, yeah. Instead of planting them, you just, uh, just put them on the bare ground and cover them up with mulch and then water them, and, and they come... They come up through three inches of mulch, man. It's uh, it's amazing how that stuff wants to go, and that makes it real easy. You don't have no digging, no, you know, it's just 
double some mulch on them and water them, and you're done. Okay. Cool. Thanks, man. Thanks for those tips. Ha- have fun, yeah. Right, we got to go get some peaches. <laughs> All right, take care. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. I love peaches, Milton. So this this could be perfect for if you. If you get some. Oh, uh, you want me to bring you the cans? No, you want me to bring you the cans with peaches in it. <laughs> right, right, okay. right. All right. I'll help you eat the peaches. Yeah, division of labor, huh? Yeah. yeah, there you go. All right, I'll bring some peaches <laughs> next Saturday. Uh, Neil got a, a question about... Uh, you should have Curtis test that theory. <laughs> uh, my neighbor's... Mon- the question is, my, my neighbor's uh, mondo grass, uh, monkey grass, has invaded my fescue lawn. Because that, that's definitely up north. Uh, in fescue lawn, in the panhandle, I'm sorry. Uh, nurseries offer little hope. Can you give me ways of stopping it? And uh, we got a question uh, a couple of weeks ago. How can I stop my neighbor's St. Augustine from invading my Bermuda lawn without killing the lawn? And uh, Neil says, uh, (laughs) he says it's, uh, he uh, bemoan the pri- uh, fact that uh, the product that we used to use to keep Bermuda clean, and I think golf courses can still get it, is was a product called MSMA, hmm. and uh, it would it would kill unwanted grass and anything in there, uh, except Bermuda, except the Bermuda turf, without ha- harming the Bermuda. It's been gone for eight or ten years now, and the uh, and the scene changes. Uh, I was talking to uh, uh, both of these questions or problems can be answered. I was talking to uh, Trace, who's our is the manager here, and uh, also uh, real good on uh, new products that's come on the market. And he says that there's a product that will do that. I was thinking we were going to uh, recommend uh, Fertilome uh, Weed Out with Crabgrass Killer, but it's too hot. He said that's too hot to use that. But they have a product called All-in-One Lawn Weed Killer with Image. It has an image label on it. The one that we recommend a lot for um, uh, 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 jo- uh, I know. A- what, anyway, well, <laughs> I know what you mean. But, uh, <laughs> the um, nutsedge. 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 A nutgrass. So uh, it's called All-in-One Lawn Weed Killer with an image label on it. And it's available here at Milburg, of course. And it will kill things out of out of Bermuda grass and not, not hurt the Bermuda. Including San Augustine and um, what else were we what are we looking at? Well, the Mondo grass. I don't oh. know. I don't know if they kill Mondo. Yeah, grass I never. Right. Yeah, I just can't imagine having that ever in our area. <laughs> it just wouldn't be aggressive enough to yeah. do it. 
But anyway, that's uh, our MSMA substitute. For those of you who have that uh, 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 St. Augustine encroaching on your uh, make make sure you make sure you read the label. All yeah, the, right. all these, all these, uh, the new formulations can be r- wonderful, but they are can be pretty complex. That's too. true. We'll be sure to read the label before hey. you put it up. Oh, okay, not after. Whatever you do, don't. Okay. <laughs> um, we got Beth on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hey, Beth, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Real well. My my uh, question. Uh, an elder, a friend of mine and I were talking about y'all yesterday. We've listened for many years, and we're both gardeners most of our lives. And we've been wondering, what is border weed? We never heard of it before. <laughs> really? Yeah, uh, we're, what is it? <laughs> it's, it's odd. We've been talking about porter weed now for decades. I uh, think. Well, no, it's 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 a, no, I'm just teasing. No, yeah, I'm teasing. Right. It's yeah, it's a it's a fa- family of plants, at least a, a genus of plants that. Uh, from the Caribbean and this and South America, and they've been used uh, as ornamentals, but they've been mostly used as uh, for medical kind of uh, mm-hmm. uh, down home and you know uh, uh, treatments. And uh, one of the fir- first folks we were associated with that recognized its landscape be- uh, desirability was Paul Cox. Yeah. Yeah, he t- he told us about it, and we just made fun of him because of the name and everything. Uh, <laughs> but it, it's a it's a plant that uh, has these uh, small flowers, is kind of a weeping a weeping shape, and uh, not very large, and uh, bright colors, but the real small flowers. But the the claim the fame is that they the nectar. It appears that the the potency of the nectar in the flowers is above most others, and so if you you have it like here at the nursery or in a butterfly garden, it is a very the po- most popular plant for butterflies and for uh, hummingbirds. Yeah. Well, so uh, we, we, so if you get a if you get a chance, you need to come out. We've got the red. The dwarf red here, and then um, we've also got some of the purple, full-size purple. The red well, one's pretty. Yeah. Well, let, let me ask you this. What shape is the flower? Is it like a scrofe, like a snapdragon, or is it like a daisy, or what is it like, the flower itself? The flower is small. Yeah, a little Water bit edge? like a gara, except more refined right. and disciplined. Oh, more like a gara. Yeah, you know that kind of weeping stem. Yes, I know Gara very well. Yeah. Well, so do the stems, the flower stalk, are? Do they get to be ten inches tall? Well, on the door, the dwarf red, they get to be two and a half feet tall. On the purple, they get to be three and a half feet tall. And then there were some last year on the market, the coral and a few others that were. As large as four, four and a half feet, and I, I, yeah, I don't know in the tropics how large they get. They might get there. It sounds like there's all different sizes. And are they but, an uh, annual, perennial? Well, they're they're a perennial if it's uh, you're in the tropics, but here they don't they don't seem to uh, make it through the winter. I had a few make it through the winter, but they 
they don't recover fast enough to really do a good bloom job the next year. Do they require so, a lot of water? No, not a lot of water, but about the same as uh, mist flower or zinnia. Because oh, okay. I'm thinking about in a in a butterfly or a pollinator garden. Yeah, kind of, kind of in a wild garden where we're using native plants and so on and so forth. Anyway, ne- never heard of it. And the more y'all talked about it, when you would say red, I have this little—I think it is a rosilia. It's a little red trumpet-shaped flower. Rosilia. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's. I don't. It, it, I, it, I don't think so. Rosilia. It blooms little red trumpets that are about an inch and a half long. Full bloom now, just absolutely beautiful. And I think there may be two species of that. One, some people might call a firecracker plant. But this one, oh, yeah. I, the one I have is trumpets, and it is just absolutely gorgeous. But it goes, it comes up everywhere. From, now from this, this, yeah, this porter weed is not absolutely gorgeous. Well, when you When you see it, and when you pick up one to take home, it's got one small bloom on it. That's right. That's the reason we used to uh, used to kid Paul Cox about it all the time mm-hmm. uh, because of the name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, it's it's just a, a non. You don't buy it for the. You buy it for the flower, which attracts hummingbirds and butterflies. Yeah. But you don't buy it. To, to be an ornamental value to your landscape. Well, it's, it grows. It kind of grows on you. I, <laughs> in my early articles on butterfly gardens, I always talked about you know the mist flower and the zinnias, uh, milkweed being the all-star nectar plant. And then I would say, and the weirdest plant, <laughs> butterfly plant that really attracts them uh, is uh, the porterweed. Hmm. Hey Beth, we need to run. Okay, ca- ca- stop okay. by and see. Uh, see yeah, them. yeah. Beth, okay. Look for the red one. Okay, porter weed. Okay, but not a native. Porter weed. <laughs> not, not take a, care. Not a native. No, no, it's not. They're exotic. But come by when we're here next Saturday or, or on the fifteenth. Yeah, there you go. Ooh, that'd be good with GVST. Thank you, Beth. You take care. Marty is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey there, Marty. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Okay. Thank you very much for taking my call. Sure. What's going um, on? Yes, I have a, a tomato plant that it's, at the, uh, finish, it's finishing up uh, blooming and producing fruit. But I noticed that uh, it has uh, gotten some uh, spider mites on it. Uh-oh. So I'm going to go ahead and, and you know pull it out and pitch it. I was wondering, uh, can I reuse? It's in a it's in a pot right now. Can I reuse that soil again, or or should I go ahead and just pitch the soil and just start off with new soil? No, you can use a plant soil again. You you're gonna need to fertilize it when you plant plant your new tomatoes in there. Uh, okay. Maybe put some uh, Osmocote Plus in there. Okay. Uh, to uh, to grow your tomato. But right. uh, when you pu- when you pull it out, be like Kevin was saying earlier. What would you say? Be careful or be uh, uh, gentle uh, when you pull yeah, out the tomato, because uh, uh, you don't want to shake them off into right. that soil. A container okay. is is, is uh, actually easier to 
Yeah, that's avoid true. the spider mite reinfection than than a that's true than a garden okay. out there that's surrounded by weeds and everything. Yeah, and you well, might you what, just to be safe after uh-huh. you remove the plant and uh, get it away from the pot, you might take the top uh, half an inch of a mix undisturbed mix off of the top of the pot so you might get any spider mice that uh, fell off in the pot oh okay that's a good idea okay that that sounds real good i I was just i was just questioning and i just want to make sure i do because i do want to i want to go to millburgers next week and get some of the new uh, transplants but i want to make sure that they'll be in a good environment you know when i plant the new ones for the fall Cool. Yeah, you'll be okay, but just be sure to uh, if you plant when you plant tomato, use some Osmocote Plus, a little okay. granular pellet, and okay. get you some uh, water soluble fertilizer like Miracle Grow. Okay. And and uh, and water your tomato. Every time you water your tomato, use Miracle Grow. Okay, great. Okay, well, thank okay. you guys for your information. Thanks, Marty. Always enjoy listening to your show. Okay, take care. Thank you, Bye-bye. man. You take care. We're going to take a quick break. Give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons, and we'll be back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road with news about the July 13th upcoming gardening class at Millburgers, the bonsai gardening class, and that news is the class is full. We apologize for any inconvenience, but I want to encourage you to go to millburgernursery.com, millburgernursery.com, to learn more about upcoming classes so you don't miss a thing. Now, when you go there, you're going to learn about July 15th's Gardening Essentials class at Millburgers. It's put on by the Gardening Volunteers of South Texas, and Millburgers is the location for this month's Gardening Essentials class. It's from 9.30 in the morning until 12.30 at noon, and you'll learn all kinds of great things about gardening in the summer. You'll also take a tour of the nursery and a tour of the Butterfly Garden, where you'll learn the tips and tricks that they learned along the way to make a great butterfly garden, plus $110 Millburgers gift certificate. It will be handed out to each person who attends. It's valid that day at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bull Road. This is Pastor Les Holland of Trinity Baptist Church. We're a five-generation church family, communicating and applying the life-changing message of Christ's unconditional love, helping seekers to become believers and believers to grow as disciples. Are you looking for a church family for children, youth, or adults? We have an opportunity for each and every one. We invite you to learn more about us by going to trinitybaptist.org. We look forward to connecting with you in our 100-plus ministries. It's time to stand with Israel. Consider the lifelong impact of joining nationally syndicated media hosts Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher, along with 9.30 a.m. The Answer on the Stand with Israel Tour, this December 2nd to the 11th. This journey is more than a vacation because it'll guide you through centuries of faith and culture as you visit iconic places right out of Scripture. Along the way, your hosts will broadcast on-site while you watch and participate. Together with like-minded travelers, you'll see over 40 iconic sites during the 10-day tour where you can pray at the Western Wall in Old City, Jerusalem, float in the Dead Sea, and take a boat out onto the waters of the Sea of Galilee. Have you ever wanted to walk in 
inside the garden tomb? Register today for the Stand with Israel tour this December 2nd to the 11th when you visit 930amtheanswer.com keyword Israel. That's 930amtheanswer.com keyword Israel. If you're age 59 and a half or older with a 401k plan and still working, stop what you're doing and call Big State Financial today at 210-373-6000. There are benefits with age and this is one of them. At 59 and a half, you're entitled to new opportunities in the investment world that can save you thousands in 401k fees and dramatically reduce your risk of a market correction. You've worked and saved and now is the time to protect your retirement savings. Call Robin Hoppus at Big State Financial today at 210-373-6000. The five years just before and after you retire are critical. Do not put yourself at risk. Robin and her team can show you how to secure your nest egg and ensure income streams for life. Call Big State Financial today at 210-373-6000. That's 210-373-6000 for your free retirement readiness review. That number again is 210-373-6000 or go online to bigstatefinancial.com. That's bigstatefinancial.com. GTG, BRB, OMW, be there in a few. You may think that these kinds of texts are fine because of their length and you can easily send them at a stoplight. But no, answering one text can take your attention away from the road for five seconds. And traveling at 55 miles an hour, that's enough time to travel the length of a football field. Make good decisions. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. Well, Cal- Calvin mentioned in uh, this, this week in the garden and yesterday's paper, to control invading Bermuda grass and other grassy weeds with a contact herbicide. In other words, when Bermuda jumps in your garden or or jumps in your uh, flower bed, especially around Asian jasmine or ground cover, products such as Fusillade, Post, Grass Be Gone, Over the Top, and Ornamic will kill the tops and roots when applied to actively growing grassy weeds. And now that that's the key. A lot of a lot of uh, a lot of these prod, a lot of these remedies that uh, people recommend burn the tops off. But uh, it'll come back. You have to reapply it. So uh, you want something that'll kill the the tops all the way down to the roots. And trace and fusillade will do that. Yeah, and trace brought it to our attention that. Uh, uh, over the top, actually, is that, is, is, or, uh, is that over the top was actually la- labeled for use in vegetable gardens. Oh, is that right? Yeah. yeah. So, which which I didn't I didn't realize, and so we were reviewing the label, and uh, you could use it, you know, because the the Bermuda uh, grass is going crazy. They no, yeah. love this weather, just so, moving. The interesting thing about fuselage. Uh, or 
is that uh, it was first developed and used in watermelons for watermelons get control of the Bermuda grass and uh, I think Johnson grass too. Oh yeah, in uh, in in uh, watermelons, spray right over the top. So uh, yeah, and I've yeah, <laughs> I always tell a story about using it on my mother's uh, uh, petunias in uh, in Tennessee, and she having a fit thinking I'd kill her petunias, which I had planted for her if that matter. That's okay. They were hers. That so. Uh, anyway, that that's the product to use. So there is a product that'll control that Bermuda grass. Yeah, and it works. Uh, I don't know when we start. I started maybe I sprayed it two weeks ago, and yeah, it's slow. Yeah. Now, now you can tell exactly where I sprayed it. Because, oh yeah. Because the Bermuda grass is really off color. It's, yeah, it kind of wilts yeah. and then turns yellow. And no, no new growth. No new growth, right? Yeah. Uh, then, fi- then he says, uh, "And this week in the garden, it's a fire ants in vegetable garden can be controlled with products with spinosad as the active ingredient and authorized on the label for that use." In other words, a lot of times when we pull it, when we're taking out our spring garden that we've kind of abandoned, a lot of times the fire ants have, f- have found it. Mm. You know, they found the moisture and the soft soil, and uh, they've set up set up tents in there. Mm. Now, the pro- a lot of times in gardens, especially in compost bins and things like that, you go out there and uh, you can't find the main mound. Yeah, the place is full of fire. Oh, until you get down your hands and knees. Right, and right, weeds, so. right, right. Uh, you can't find the main mound. So in that particular case, uh, you want to use some baits, some of the baits. I think there's baits with fusillade in them. And, uh, and some of them are cleared for garden use. If you got a bait, a fire bait that's not cleared for garden use, you can put it around the outside, and they'll come get it. Yep. Uh, that's hard to believe that they can find that bait. But uh, if you don't believe they can find something, something like that, put out a piece of hamburger meat out there. Or like Calvin said, get out on your hands and knees. They'll find and you. St- they'll find you. And they'll find that piece of hamburger meat, too. So... Uh, uh, that's the way to get rid of you. You want to get rid of those fire ants uh, in your garden area before you do your fall garden. Makes you sense. Get rid of them. What? <laughs> uh, and then Kevin talks about the birds. Said one of the best ways to meet the needs of birds in your landscape is to provide water in a bird bath. Now, I try to do that, but that stupid bird bath dries up in 24 hours. I've got a, it's concrete. Yeah, but but you know, <laughs> that that's good and bad. It, uh, it, is, it uh, means that it does not, there's no danger it's going to be a mosquito no, breeding uh, location. It'd have to be a fast maturing yeah. mosquito. <laughs> I even saw, but there was a commercial. There's no moss in there either. Yeah. 
commercial about uh, tomato of uh, mosquito control, and they were sh- dumping out the bird baths, and I said, "Well, obviously <laughs> you're not in South Texas." Uh, <laughs> yeah, mine mine dries up pretty quick, but uh, if you don't believe the birds. Uh, Enjoy that water, especially when it's going to be near 100 degrees this this week. Uh, put your sprinkler out there. Well, and I can't remember. And watch them come. Terry and I, a few years ago, had both had a bird bass out there, and we were counting species. Yeah. And, I mean, in a, in a typical day, we had like 11 or 12 species in <laughs> wow. and, and just a simple bird bath. So it really brings the birds in, too, so you can observe them. And meets their needs, too. All right, we're going to say goodbye for today. Thanks to the docs. Of course, thanks to you for listening. Thanks to Al for doing a great job. I'm Milton Glicks. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs>